Ukraine says it sank a large Russian warship off the coast of occupied Crimea. Footage provided by Ukraine appears to show a drone as it approaches the ship, followed by an explosion. CNN can't confirm Ukraine's claims. Kyiv says it's now disabled a third of Russia's Black Sea fleet. CNN's Melissa Bell joins us live from Paris. So Russia haven't denied it either, have they, Melissa? They haven't denied it. They won't comment, the Kremlin says, uh, because this is part of the special military operation, as they call the war in Ukraine, uh, and it will be for the Russia's defense ministry to comment. So far, no comment from there either. I think what's significant, Max, about uh, that piece of news that we've had this morning, the sinking of this landing ship, uh, now marking, according to the Ukrainian side, uh, the disabling of uh, more than 30 percent of Russia's Black Sea fleet. It's significant because uh, you're talking about a part of the world where uh, Ukrainian forces, Ukrainian Navy, hasn't been able uh, to function since 2014, largely, uh, and where the Ukrainian military have been targeting a lot of their resources and efforts simply because the static land front lines have been so difficult to shift first of all, but also because this, they believe, is an important strategic shift that may allow them to cut off uh, Russia's ability to continue fueling its war effort through men, equipment that comes through the Crimean Peninsula. So there has been a shift of Ukraine's attention uh, to the Black Sea. Uh, what's interesting as well about this successful mission to sink another of Russia's ships is what they use, which are Ukrainian-made uh, drones, these Magura drones. Uh, that's important because we know that Ukraine had been trying to ramp up its own production ability uh, in terms of the weaponry, the equipment that it uses because of the difficulties it says it's been having in uh, getting enough of the Western supplies that it needs. Uh, these are uh, long-range uh, drones that allow them, they have a range of some 800 kilometers. They're highly maneuverable and very difficult for Russia to detect and prevent in terms of the attacks. And so this successful one, another important win for Ukraine at a time, Max, when frankly they haven't had terribly much uh, to celebrate, not only in the fact that they've been able to use their own drones as effectively, uh, but of course overall in their claim that it is now a third of Russia's fleet that's been destroyed. It's an important psychological win, if nothing else, uh, and shows that they are able to make a dent, at least in the Black Sea, uh, while elsewhere uh, their effort, of course, continues, but has proven so difficult to shift in their favor uh, on those landlines uh, all the way up. Uh, to uh, the north of Ukraine and its border with Russia. So a significant development this morning and, again, an important win for Ukraine at a difficult time, Max. Yeah, interesting. Uh, thank you, Melissa. Earlier in Brussels, NATO Secretary-General Jens Stoltenberg called Ukraine's recent gains a significant blow to Russia. The Ukrainians have been able to uh, inflict uh, heavy losses on the Russian Black Sea fleet. Uh, they have actually been able to push the Black Sea fleet uh, away from the western part of the uh, Black Sea. And this is a great achievement, a great victory for the Ukrainians. Well, he also praised the EU's recent move to approve a new aid package for Ukraine and hopes that US Congress members will soon follow suit with more funds for Kyiv as well. That, of course, still outstanding, stuck on the hill. Let's get to Arlette now, who's at the White House. Arlette, talk to us about what the White House is doing to, to try to get this aid package passed. 
Well, Rahel, we've really seen President Biden embracing the bully pulpit as he urges House Republicans to take up this foreign aid package. The president really laying this out in stark terms, saying that it's not just about getting aid to Ukraine on the battlefield, but also protecting America's national security interests. The president arguing that not passing this aid would simply play into Vladimir Putin's hands and have wider repercussions beyond just Ukraine. Earlier today, uh, White House uh, National Security uh, spokesperson John Kirby said that it's it's time for House Speaker Mike Johnson to put up a vote to show some leadership and be up to the moment. And yesterday, President Biden had a pretty stark warning for Republicans uh, as they right now are not planning to vote on this measure. Take a listen. For Republicans in Congress who think they can oppose funding for Ukraine and not be held accountable, history is watching. History is watching. History is watching. Failure to support Ukraine at this critical moment will never be forgotten. The big question is what the White House will do now, as the House Speaker so far has shown resistance to bringing this up for a vote. We know the Democrats are huddling to see uh, if there might be a path forward, a potential workaround at the House Speaker. Uh, you also have Republicans who are suggesting that they could rewrite portions of the foreign aid bill. But what's also been interesting to note in the last 24 hours is President Biden's ramped up rhetoric against former President Donald Trump, specifically his suggestions relating to uh, encouraging Russia to do whatever it wants to countries that do not uh, meet their NATO obligations. The president in the past week has really leaned into trying to paint the Republican Party as beholden to Trump, not just on Ukraine aid, but also on the border and immigration, something we saw play out last night in that New York special election. The president has made clear that he plans to make that case day in and day out, heading into November's election, hoping voters will take notice. All right, our light signs, signs live at the White House. Arlette, thanks so much.